the recognized symbol of excellence and brotherly entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present the Brothers in Cavefans. Fest. This is the Brothers in Cafe podcast coming to you live from an arena near you. This is your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. I am one of the aforementioned Brothers in Cafe, El Gigante, the Capo de Capi, Kinzer Keel, to my right. In the Zoom studio is Mr. Aslan, Landy Bumgarner. As always, it's my great honor, my great privilege, and my great joy to be here live and back home on the Brothers in Cafe podcast. Thanks for putting up with me being on the road last week. Uh, it was a little chaotic, a little crazy, but I loved it. We're <clears throat> we're back home. I <laughs> I told Jake, uh, full disclosure, after I finished. Uh, recording because I got ambushed there by about 15 people at the end. And once the ambush was over, I sat there and I got roasted. And then I got questioned for like 20 minutes about, about like, so what exactly do you do? And so like a good brother, <laughs> I protected the business, worked the marks, and then I s- stayed up way too late editing and then went to bed. But here we are back. Normal Jake. This is episode 114, but this is also episode 23 of season five. So we are going a bit longer than we normally do with season episodes, but that's okay. We love you guys enough. And season five has been so good that we're going a little bit longer. Um, We won't really announce anything tonight about the the plans for closing out season five because we're just working on details, but just know that. We will celebrate. We'll go live with the end of season five when the time Absolutely. comes. And we will, you know, act, well, let me rephrase that. We'll go live with the kickoff episode for season six when the time is appropriate. And we're going to introduce some things. There's some secret things to the works that we've been talking about all season long. So it's great. It's going to be awesome. As always, it's good to be a good brother. But all that being said, Jake, how are you? I'm fantastic, honestly. Um, I'm feeling great. Uh, long story short, um, my daughter last Wednesday uh, tested positive for COVID. Not COVID-19, but just plain old COVID. And uh, so we've been quarantining. We've been just kind of staying inside and taking care of her. And everybody's feeling good. I mean, she's feeling good. Uh, she's not coughing as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been a lot of uh, ups and downs this last week. But hey, you know, uh, a brother will survive. And uh, you know, that's that's all I really got to say about that. But. It's been a good week. I've got to watch uh, a little bit of wrestling this week. So, and I, I've got some wrestling to talk about tonight. Um, I'm really excited to talk about it. 
Uh, Landon, how are, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. It's uh, <clears throat> It's been a long week, so full disclosure, we released the pod last week. We recorded a little bit later than we normally do because I was on the road, and I didn't get back till late Tuesday, and it just kind of threw off the rest of my week. You know, on one hand, it was like, oh, like, it's nice because I don't have to do my normal Monday-Tuesday routine, but then it ended up, crap, I got to cram it in the rest of the week, and we... uh I can't remember if I told you, Jake, we took my wife and I, we took our maternity pictures yesterday at yes, you did. Uh, 8 a.m. And so it was freaking cold. It was so windy. But for the previews we got, they turned out good. So wife is happy. I'm happy. Things are are chugging along. Um, you know, I don't have the picture, so I won't show it on here. But good brother of the show, friend of the podcast. Slid into uh, my DMs this week and said, hey, I picked up a lot of tapes. And, you know, I never, whenever it comes to something like that, it's like, okay, like, what kind of VHS tapes are these? Because, like, you know, Jake, you and I are both lovers of physical media, so it could be a variety. Like, I could be like, hey, here is hard ticket or hard, is it hard ticket or hard trip to Hawaii? Hard ticket. To Hawaii. Man, I I would die if I ever found that on VHS. Hey, I found this on tape, and it's like, sick, that's awesome. But these were wrestling tapes. Let me read off just a couple of those examples. Just some stuff like In Your House, D-Generation X, Starcade 97. You know, it's just got two green... Indie goons on there. So like some guy named Sting, some guy named Hogan with a two year build. It's lame. WrestleMania 15. I got to interrupt you there. It really on the other side, he said it's got some guy named Sting, some guy named Hogan, but it sounded like you said some GD named Hogan, some GD (laughs) named some, or no, some GD Hogan, some GD Sting. And I was just like, brother, did he just say that? No, he didn't just everybody. Say that. Everybody go watch the promo of Hogan on SmackDown in 03 yelling at Vince and just letting Vince know he was the right guy at the right time. But that's not what Hogan says. So go see it. It's also got Slamboree 98 over the edge 98 in your house. Uh, May of 97 Slamboree 97 and King of the Ring 97. So there's a. There's a few good matches on there, a few good shows. So I'm excited to uh, rip those for the personal collection and just to be able to see, um, because I think I've shared this before. So I got these ECW Blu-rays and some digital copies of Hardcore TV, all original broadcasts. And some of my favorite moments are especially like on the pay-per-view. So let's say, you know... Heatwave 98, let's go with that. It has the 30-minute pay-per-view preview counting down like, hey, you've got 30 minutes left before we go live and you can order the show. And they'll just be random sponsor plugs and stuff. And it's just cool because it helps with the immersion instead of if I watch it on the network or even, you know, DVD edited release and half the music's been dubbed over and all the sponsorships are taken out. Like, I love... 
WrestleMania 17, but to watch the home video version, it's like, oh, they took out all the Limp Biscuits, so now instead of My Way, it's still a super sick song by Jim Johnson, but it's just not the same. It's gonna be their way. It's their way. So, it was it was a little exciting week, crazy busy week, but there was some wrestling goodness that snuck up and uh, got to talk wrestling with a couple of good buddies, uh, share our thoughts on Roman and Sammy and the Rumble and all that kind of good stuff. So all in all, it was a good week. That's fantastic, man. I, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Like, I'm excited to see what you get. But, uh, <clears throat> um, let's get some, let's get some business out of the way first. Um, as always, uh, Pro Wrestling com slash Kinzer Keel. Find all your Kinzer Keel merch. Um, go uh, hit up Landon if you want some tapes made, some analog conversion done to either digital or DVD, um, or both if you want to want to get both. Um, I will be at a special benefit a special benefit edition of Empire Pro Wrestling. Um, in Shawnee, Oklahoma, Saturday, March 18th, uh, the doors open at 5.30, bell time at 6. We are all working this show for free so that 100% of the budget and for of the uh, uh, proceeds go to the one Mr. Kareem Sadat. You can see him at the top with the half paint. Um, he, you know, he... Uh, He's still fighting. He's still fighting in the in the hospital, and we we wish him well. And uh, but be there. Go to Shawnee. We're 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 going to be at a new uh, venue, um, VFW Hall there in Shawnee, and they're uh, they're super excited. So um, I, I'm really excited to go work this event. Um, I'm going to be on commentary for the first time for Empire Pro. Uh, as my talents, uh, had already booked the date elsewhere, couldn't get everything moved around. Um, and as you know, in the pro wrestling business, once you have booked a date, you make that date. Um, it takes an emergency not to make it. So be there. Um, but last of all, let's hear real quick from our, uh, our friends over at the spanning the globe podcast. Hello, Martin Maggard here inviting you to join us Thursday night on Spanning the Globe, where we discuss the belt hobby and professional wrestling and have a little fun along the way. Andy, Jim, Lane, Richard, myself love to have a good time talking about wrestling. We'd love for you to join in the fun with us. That's Spanning the Globe, Thursday night to 7 Central, 8 Eastern, in the Wide World of Belts Facebook group and on the Wide World of Belts YouTube channel. We'll see you then. And thank you, Mr. Mark, the money Mark, <laughs> Mark Maggard over at Spanning the Globe with with all our uh, buddies over there. Um, Mark, I hope you're listening because at this work trip that I was at, I got to tell several people and show off pictures of my ECW world title. So thank you again for hooking me up with that for all your belt needs for all your re-leathering of belt needs or if you just have leather needs if you're a leather daddy or you know you just want like some cool leather boots or something reach out to mark he will hook you up and take care of you 
He uh, he showed me a picture of a <sighs> secret project he's got working right now. Ooh. And uh, I'm very excited for him to be able to share that with the world. So um, keep an eye out on, on the Spanning the Globe podcast. You're going to see something really cool here soon uh, coming from over there. But Landon, um, I want to talk real quick about the forgotten gem that is WWE 24. Mm. I threw one of those on the other day. I haven't watched one in a long time. Those are gold. The WWE 24 um, documentaries, they're gold. They're really great. And I don't know why they're not making many more of them because it's perfect content. It's what people want to see, you know, a little bit of the inside, you know, kind of inside baseball type uh, area that is wrestling. Um, especially at your big events, like just have them follow around a couple people at WrestleMania every year and that right. Royal Rumble and Survivor Series, that kind of thing. Um, Dude, a Money in the Bank one where they're just following around the participants of the Money in the Bank ladder match for 24 hours. That would be awesome. Mm. Um, so I want more of those. I just watched the WrestleMania 32 one and them following around Zack Ryder, brother. That was that was gold content. Just him talking about what it meant to him being able to hear his music at WrestleMania. He'd never heard his music before that night at WrestleMania. He'd been a part of two manias, I think, before then, like in a significant role. Um, but it always been uh, a, a latter part of the match. Like one was um, when he was with the Edgeheads mm-hmm. and he came out and uh, attacked the Undertaker. And then the other was um, whenever he was with Team, Team Teddy, Teddy baby. versus Team Johnny. Holla, holla, holla. And they all came out to Teddy's music instead of uh, coming out to their individual musics. Um, which is another mania that I really love. I need to go watch that mania. It was WrestleMania in Miami. And uh, that was the first Rock Cena um, that's another WrestleMania I need to revisit. Uh, 28 was, was that yeah. one, but, um, man, like, oh my gosh. And I'm going to get to this a little bit. I've been on a takeover kick and right now I've got takeover Dallas on, I guess we haven't really talked about what, what's what we're watching yet. Um, yeah. So you said you're watching takeover Dallas, right? I'm watching Takeover Dallas uh, from WrestleMania 32 weekend. Uh, brother, this hot tag that Jason Jordan just got from Chad Gable in the opening match, bro, that place went wild. Dude, American Alpha was something else. Dude, they're so, they are so athletic and so good in the ring. And then the perfect dancing partners. With the revival, I mean, quite frankly, probably the modern day greatest tag team, uh, at least traditional tag team. What am I looking at right now? American Alpha Live. Oh, yeah. In May of 2016. May of 2016. Um, 
I may have been, I think I was at that show too. Was that you were, was that whenever Finn Cox. and, uh, Shinsuke teamed up in the main event mm-hmm. against Joe and Sean Spears slash Ty Dillinger slash, uh, whatever he's up to nowadays. Imagine a time when such names as the revival, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura were headlining NXT. Mm -hmm. Brother. Like I always tell people NXT from 2013 until I'll be general. I'll say early 2016 was unmissable like weekly tv excellent pay-per-views top notch you still had some good moments after that but like from from what date range did you from say? 2013 to 2016 like i like i i would beat myself up if i missed an episode of tv because every segment on the show was absolutely worth watching i would say i would say a little farther past that i would say um, at least Brooklyn three, because 2016 was when we had like the tag team wondry that they had where every tag team match was just gold. Mm-hmm. Any tag. If, if you watched one match from every pay-per-view for NXT at that point, if you picked the tag match, it was uh, at least a four star match. Okay. Let me, let me rewind. Let me extend that to 2017 because I forget. I keep thinking uh, TakeOver 2016 Mania Weekend, which is the one you're watching, uh, TakeOver Dallas. I always, in my mind, I think 2016 is when like Adam Cole and Undisputed no. Era show up and beat up. But no, that is a year later. No, that's that's Brooklyn <clears throat> 3. Yeah. Because so that's whenever... That's whenever McIntyre won the NXT championship mm-hmm. and gave Bobby Roode his first loss in NXT. Which is like you th- just see how well everybody was used in NXT and how great the market. Like you had genuine stars, but here here's the crappy part is like you had, you know, I don't know if this was Triple H just trying to get them, you know, a spot in the company without having to go through Vince or trying to get on the main roster. But the fact that your developmental system had all these incredible stars, I mean, it'd be like, you know, taking a, you know, one of your farm teams in MLB and it's like, okay, Hey, we're going to assign Aaron judge to our farm team (laughs) just so that we can say we have him and nobody else does. And it's like, you're squandering, you know, the full reach that he has. But it was but it was wild because during this time, it was the most watched show on WWE television. Yeah. I mean, they were putting up huge numbers and they were selling out arenas. They were doing what, uh, you know, AEW wanted to do with all in. Before, before that was even a yeah. thing. And. Like the joke was NXT was Triple H's super indie. Yeah. He poached exactly. all the talent from everywhere. Real like really outside of the Bucks and Cody right. and Omega, like and Cab- I guess you could say Cabana. Like he and Punk, like he poached everybody. But he had the huge names. Yeah. 
And so it was like, it was nice because it's like, hey, you know, there may not be much to watch on Ring of Honor and on some of the other independents as much. You know, there's still stuff, but not as much. But it's like, I can scratch my super indie itch. Like through this WWE. Card, this card, I'll, I'll, I'll go through this card real quick and then you, well, why don't you tell me? what you're watching and then we'll talk a little bit more about takeovers so watching something vastly different i am watching no way out 2002 most famous for the debut of the nwo in the wwf the show opens every you know opening pyro and pay-per-view theme song and then the screen goes black and white rock house starts playing and the nwo comes out to a mixed reaction to booze and cheers and they talk about how vince brought them in to shut this thing down and to do what they do best and that's climb to the top and kill everything underneath and so it's fitting just because historically no way out was always uh in february on the way to wrestlemania yeah and so uh, before you read your card, Jake, let me read a little bit of this card. You got tag team turmoil with a couple of nobodies called the Hardys, the Dudleys, the APA, Scotty Too Hotty and Albert, Billy and Chuck, and Christian and Lance Storm, Gold Dust versus RVD, number one contender match, Triple H versus Kurt Angle with Stephanie as special guest ref. You've got brass knuckles on a pole match. <laughs> For the Intercontinental Championship, Edge versus William Regal. You got Taz and Spike Dudley versus Booker T and Tess for the tag titles. And then The Rock versus The Undertaker. And then your main event is Jericho versus Stone Cold for the Undisputed title. So, you know, not, not much worth watching. Right now, Stone Cold is being offered a six-pack of Miller Lite by Scott Hall. I remember there is a there's a good recount of this show on something to wrestle and them talking about that whole build with Austin Scott Hall to Mania because it was it was that year they hadn't decided I don't believe at this point they decided on Hogan Rock as the final like selling point of this storyline but it was it was going to be Hogan Rock or Hogan Austin. And I guess there I, I can't remember. I need to go re-listen to it because Hogan, or Bruce does a really good job talking about it. Um, But Hogan. I guess Austin didn't want to work Hogan. Like was completely against it. Yeah, because he knew he would have to do the favors to Hogan. And so they went with Rock Hogan, which, I mean, ended up being Icon versus Icon. And either way, you were probably going to get an amazing match. Yeah. Like, but, how often um, is Rock Hogan talked about today? Right. Like, either way, it's, you know, arguably Mount Rushmore of matches of all time. You have one A and one B. Like, yeah. you know, there was no getting it wrong um, at that point. But. Um, they do a really great recount of this because they made some bad mistakes along the way there with the Scott Hall storyline because Scott Hall was on a medication that kept him from drinking. 
like literally if he got one sip of alcohol would become violently ill. And I can't remember if they said that he didn't tell them that he was on this stuff, but they did a segment where stone cold pours beer on Scott Hall and Scott Hall became violently ill. Mm -hmm. So, um, I tried to snag a picture, but I, so I forgot they, because of the NWO semi, they have the NWO semi parked under a giant WWF logo. And then to each side, you have a Titan Tron and Taz just made his entrance and everything has just a beautiful orange tint to it. There's like smoke. It looks like, you know, in the first Ninja Turtles movie, Whenever they try to rob the pizza store at the beginning, yeah, it looks like that. There's just all this smoke, but Taz is just walking down with a tag title. It was beautiful, man. This is this is wild watching. Okay, so let's talk about this card real quick American Alpha and the revival for the tag team titles starts the show. Banger 15 minutes, new champions, second match. Austin Aries is making his debut in the company. Man, him and, him and CM Punk, so much wasted potential, it makes me Against sick. the lone wolf, Baron Corbin. Mm. Once again, Arguably, potential. Baron Corbin probably at his best in this division. But also, it's just weird to see him with hair again. Mm-hmm. And we know why he shaved it, because he yeah. was very going bald. I mean, that hair was thin, but like he looks like a completely different person and the intensity like they could bring this carrier back this this character back. So I want to see that. I I think I think I want to see them kind of bring the more serious um, Baron Corbin character back. But think of this two straight matches you have two amazingly talented people making their debut. Mm. You have Austin Aries and Baron Corbin. And then the next match is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Arguably one of the greatest matches in WWE history, as far as a technical standpoint. And the fact that there wasn't a build to this match. And it still was one of the hottest things that they did all week. Right. Um, and this was effect, effectively Sammy's swan song in NXT because he gets called up the next night to Mania um, for the uh, IC title match. Um, and then Asuka versus Bailey for the NXT title. And Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe for the for the NXT title. Holy crap. What a what a card. And people forget how, because it's been so long, how good that Finn-Samoa Joe feud was. The fact that the title changed hands at a house show. Oh, yeah. it was, And it was a great feud. Mm. And I, I'm a firm believer that you put Samoa Joe in anything and he's going he's gonna to give you gold. See, um, Samoa, Samoa Joe is what CM Punk and Austin Aries should have been. Everybody has said Absolutely. they met Joe. He is a horrible 
jerk. Like you meet him in a meet and greet. It was not worth your time. Like he won't smile. He does a sloppy job of signing stuff. Like he won't talk to you, all this kind of stuff. Yet he's professional enough to do what he's supposed to do and what he's paid to do. And it's like, okay, awesome. Like you don't have to be in, like a nice person. Once you get out of the ring, be as big of a jerk as you want, be as cold as you want. But like, but how much is that camera, him just working the gimmick? I don't because know. 90% of his career, he's been a heel. I don't know, because like even like if you watch his video game interviews and stuff where he's like marking out, it's like someone starts to mark out with him. He's like, oh, that's weird. I don't care. And it's like, but this is what you like. But I mean, it very well could be. But either way, it's one of those things to where it's like he hasn't shot himself in the foot and sabotage his own career. Right. So like you know, it's okay like it's okay to be a jerk. Like you can be a jerk, you can be miserable. It's awesome. Just don't sabotage your career and try and sabotage your company as well. Here's the wild thing though about how great NXT was at this time. So you have the guys like we just mentioned where it's Austin Aries coming in, Shinsuke Nakamura, the greatest of the great from the indies and from new Japan. They're all showing up here. Hideo Itami is there. Kenta. They just showed Kota Ibushi in the, in the stands who goes on to work some for NXT. Yeah. Cause the cruiserweight, if I remember correctly, the cruiserweight classic. Yeah. I want to say it's right around NXT Brooklyn too, but here's some of the other people that were in this, in the in NXT at this point, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Elias, Carmella, the Revival, Enzo and Cass. <laughs> this is where we're getting the hype bros at this point with with Zack Ryder and Mojo. The VOD villains who were so over in NXT. Remember how over they were? Mm-hmm. Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Samoa Joe, Sasha Banks, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. I mean, this is all these are all just people that were on the first takeover Brooklyn, which is highly regarded as like, okay, ta- NXT is here. Like that mm-hmm. is their like that is their coming out party. But one person that's on this card. Jushin Thunder Liger. Mm-hmm. Is that him versus Breeze? Yeah. Yep. Which, like, what a what a weird matchup, but what it worked. Matchup. It was a great match. Which, by the way, 2K23 has officially announced Tyler Breeze is in the game as a part of the Legends roster. Isn't that wild to think about? Yep. Um, we're at that point to where Tyler Breeze is considered a WWE legend. I know. Hey, hey so is Summer Rae and Alicia Fox. So, But like even looking back at some of the homegrown talent that they had, um, the Ascension were so over in NXT and then they get caught up to the main roster. This was, this was a lot of that mm, 
NXT, we're bringing you up, and then you're just not going to do a whole lot. Outside of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and guys like that, Finn Balor, um, you're just not going to do a whole lot. Um, Besides the women, of course. Um, But like... Go ahead. I was gonna side note, man. I I miss wrestling signs being in crowds. I do too. I do too a lot. And you know, there's a couple, you know, to pop the people that read them, but it's not like now to where they're all, you know, like smarky comments or like video game related. Like the fact, the fact that I'm looking in the crowd and there's just so many people holding holding up orange poster board with Taz sloppily written. Like right, just warms my heart. But and who would have ever who would have ever thought this guy would be selling out, would be helping sell out, sell out arenas in Japan. CJ Parker. Yeah. Juice Robinson, who is one of my favorite new Japan wrestlers could not stand him whenever he was in NXT. Just thought he was bad. Mm-hmm. Just thought he was, bad. he was just bland. He was a vegan. He was bland. He had a bad gimmick. Yeah. Now he's got an edge to him joining, joining the, uh, the, Bullet Club was the greatest thing that he ever did. Mm-hmm. You know, going over there, coming up with that gimmick, it led to him meeting the wonderful Tony Storm, and oh, we're off to the races. But, you know, this was also a time when Pac was their champion for a little while. Um, It's just wild to think about. Like, I just keep on going through some of these some of these shows. And I remember like this was, this was must see TV. Like you said on NXT, whenever uh, NXT first started. Um, Cause you had all these guys that really had never been on TV before. They'd always been either in new Japan or ring of honor and not really yeah. been on national, you know, available TV. And now you're getting him in the mid card. <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, you know, you're, you're to this point where it's like, what? Uh, you can't miss it. You can't miss Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm even looking back through um, to the first takeover and how they ever honestly how they ever got out of this first takeover is kind of wild to think about because um really not a lot on there i mean you got tyler breeze adrian neville tyson kidd is challenging for the nxt title Mm -hmm. um charlotte versus natalia uh adam rose versus camacho yeah like you watch these early you know you watch the first two uh takeovers or arrival and whatever the other one is. Um, but it's like you, you see this in that weekly TV and it's like, Oh, yep. This is 100% their developmental system. Then you see like a slow trickle of like, Oh, like Brian Kendrick is back. Oh, Rhino's back. Just doing a couple of one-off matches, you know, to get younger guys. Oh, they sent, they sent Sin Cara down there. Yeah. Um, Natalia's here this week. Yeah. Like you uh, get these and it's like, now okay. Zach Ryder's here. Like exactly. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute. Eric Young is here. Wait, Samoa Joe's here. Wait, Do you, Adam Cole, all, like all these huge names are here. And it's like, what is going on? Cause there was the thing. If you remember Jake, like the rumors of AJ, it's like, well, if AJ gets signed, 
is AJ going to NXT or does he get to go to the main roster? Because all his TNA friends have gone straight to NXT. Right. AJ shows up at the Rumble and then he's on Raw the next night. Well, and then, you know, remember a time in NXT when their top two of their top heels were Bull Dempsey and Sylvester LaFort? Hey, brother. Uh, hanging from the rafters. Brother. Uh, you know, I, I I loved watching NXT. I wish we could get back to this level, and I, I think they will um, eventually now that, you know, Triple H is able to bring in the people that he wants to bring in. And it's finally to a point where he can bring a guy like an Adam Cole in, send them over to NXT, get them uh, ready for the WWE audience, and then bring them up and actually do something. Um, But, you know, we're also talking about a roster that's pretty bloated right now and needs to... Which we, you know, we talked about this with all the forbidden door stuff and all the I've got a super big announcement tonight next week okay I've got another big announcement tonight right like this whole thing where we're in an era where both rosters both companies are just so oversaturated and bloated that you know the joke is man I really hope so and so jump ship to AEW and we'll see him on one card and then he'll be on dark the next six weeks not because they don't like him and he's not good, but because there's not a place for him right now. Same thing with, you know, NXT and with Raw and SmackDown. It's like, man, could you imagine if, you know, so-and-so comes back? Oh, just kidding. There's no room for them on TV right now. Right. And, you know, we're, we're, we're at that point with both companies where we almost need impact to start doing some big numbers because we need somewhere for some of these guys to go. And, you know, uh, I hate to say it, but like you need some of these these lower talents that just aren't um, on TV uh, and not some guys everybody deserve to be on TV. Yeah. And not everybody can be in the main event. So let me hold this up real quick. You got Austin, Rock, Taker, Jericho, Triple H and Angle, all main event talent. The only main event on this is. Austin Jericho like Taker and Rock are co-main event but Angle and Triple H is on the mid card and it's not because they're mid card talents it's because not everybody can be in the last match not everybody can be in the well, world title picture imagine being one of those smaller talents just trying to get on TV during a time like that too yeah like the I, fact that the NXT or the NXT the NWO opens the show and then they're not on the rest of the card outside of backstage stuff because like there's there's no room for them to to be on the show right now it's crazy and like you said there's lower talents that need to be booted but also like you need to make sure every segment on all of your tv is worth watching and that it's purposeful too so that you know if somebody gets injured like let's say if you know brian danielson let's say he gets a concussion before the Ironman match and he's out. You got to have somebody credible and enough that it's not weird to like, Oh, so-and-so is getting their chance tonight. It's like, Oh no, this, it makes perfect sense that they're, they're up next or, you know, 
you have a mass exodus of talent and it's like, okay, is it weird for us to put, you know, you know, Austin Gunn all of a sudden skyrockets and he wins a battle royal or something to challenge for the title, you know, or is it like, oh, that's just the tag team guy. This is stupid. Right. And it's it's just wild to think about there was a time when we didn't have AEW and somehow everybody was still on TV. And now yeah. it's just like we're overbloated. I think it's I think it's just because we've got so many people that are realizing that they don't have to be in Japan to get over anymore or they don't have to that that there are available opportunities in the states to yeah. make them the kind of person the kind of wrestler that they want to be. Yeah. And like with impact and gcw and now like with ring of honor you know we were talking about earlier depending on how ring of honor goes going forward like that could be a place for people to go make a name for themselves and then when there's a spot they can either like fully sign over and get called up to aw or go to wwe and be a top talent real quick they just showed video of finn balor coming into the arena and he's wearing a shirt that says finn or ray and finn and Poe and BB-8. I love it. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's what ROH is going to end up being is it's going to be the talent that's signed to an ROH to a, to an AW contract. And I think we're going to end up seeing ROH kind of turn into the feeder system. That's going to be their developmental. They'll bring in some indie guys that they think, you know, have the talent to be on a national stage, but they need to own their skills. They right. need to work yeah. TV. And, and you, you could do the same thing of like, hey, man, we're bringing in Okada for, you know, a match at, you know, death before dishonor or something. Right. Just to help polish these younger guys. Right. And you can have Kenny go down there and work a show. Yeah. You know, pop a rating like like the supposedly one of the first big of. Uh, main events that they're going to have is going to be Claudio versus Eddie Kingston, which I think is a great feud that you can get eyes onto that brand. Oh yeah. Really quick. Um, especially with the personal matters between the two, I think it's going to make it really well. Um, but ladies and gentlemen with that, um, we have to end a little quick today just because a thunderstorm is literally hitting right now. Um, my my dog is freaking out in the other room, so I'm gonna go help uh go help her out um and uh make sure that she doesn't get on the baby. So um with that, I have been uh Kinzer Keel. He has been Mr. Rasslin, Landon Bumgarner, and I just want to say this, as I said earlier, stay tuned because we've got some exciting news regarding season six coming very very soon so yes keep your eyes peeled so with that this has been too too sweet for life thank you everybody (laughs) 